welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong, and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God doesn't. So friends, welcome. Yes, friends, welcome. My name is Deacon Aaron. My name is Angela Malloy. And we are your worship staff today on this Disability Awareness Sunday. Today we have our wonderful, joyful sound bell choir playing for us. And we are excited to talk with you about nurturing belonging in our ableist world. I'd like to invite each of you to fill out a Connect card so that we know that you're here. If you're a visitor or if you come here frequently or for many years, there is a card in the pew or you can get out your phone and there's a little QR code right at the beginning of the bulletin. Please let us know if you have any prayer concerns um, or if there's any connection that you'd like with us. And for those of you joining us online, the QR code is also available for you. Friends in the room, would you wave to our friends at home? And now would you please rise and body your spirit for our call to worship? You are loved by the waters, you who swims through the depths without aid, your own power propelling you forward. The trees are in awe of you, you who grows tall and proud, who bends but never breaks, beneath the weight of a body that refuses to conform. They say disabled, and they think unable, unworthy, unimaginable. You live disabled, and you are capable, worthy creativity. You do not flinch as they, you excavate your body, divinity coating your lips and tongue, and you, and you peeling, peeling back layer after layer of flesh to find the Godhead at the center, broken but whole. You belong to the mother and the son and the father and the whole blooming, booming earth. But you will not stop there. We'll, we'll transverse the cosmos and the molten core of existence. We'll break apart again and again to become something they have never seen before. So let us worship the disabled divine. Friends, as we gather this morning on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish people, let us reconcile our hearts towards God and towards one another by passing the peace of Christ. If you're at home, we invite you to call or text a friend to reach out um, and share that peace of Christ. If you're here, we invite you this morning to share the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. And let's teach you how to do that. So peace is two signs together. The first one is becoming, which has your palms towards each other, and then 
switching from top to bottom, just like that. And then that's becoming, and then calm is both hands down. That is peace, becoming calm. So peace, and then be with is your fists out with your thumbs up together. Be with, and then you is opening your palms, both of them, sorry about the mic, uh, towards the person that you're gesturing. So peace be with you. And to say, and also with you, you do a Y, and also with you. So friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And also, also with you.
You may be seated. Friends, it is at this time I invite any young people who want to come forward for a special moment to sit on the rug in front of our steps. Good morning, friends. It's so nice to see you all. Oh, how is everyone? Good. Did you know today is a special day? No, let me tell you about it. It is, first of all, Sunday. Sundays are special days, right? Yeah, no school, no work. Well, for some of us. Uh, and today we're worshiping God and giving praise. We come together to do that. And today we're also observing Disability Sunday. We're celebrating that God makes all of our bodies. And we're different, right? Yeah, if you look around, we're different. We look around, yeah. We've got different kinds of bodies that had, and we, some of our, us are tall right? Some of us are not yet tall. I'm still hoping I'll grow a little. <laughs> Some of our bodies do gymnastics. Anybody here do a somersault? I can't anymore. You can? Good job. Oh, a twirl and a twirly somersault. That's amazing. So good. You know, sometimes things happen to our bodies and they don't work the same, right? God makes us a little different, but sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes that heals, right? But sometimes it doesn't. Or sometimes we get sick and that affects our bodies. Has anyone ever been so sick they didn't feel like getting up and playing? That's hard, right? So, yeah. That happens, but you know what? There's ways we can come together and help with that. I have an idea. Maybe we can do something together. Can I get a few helpers to help me grab those blue chairs? All right. I've got one, two, three. Awesome. All right, Miss Angela's got something for us. Because we're gonna have a special bell choir so I want you guys to stay up here so you can hear them. So what if we put this out? All right, I'll bend it a little. Okay, and if you put the chairs there, okay. Now, can you see? No? Okay, what if you sit in the chairs and you guys stand behind them? You want to stand behind him? Perfect, yeah, stand right there. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, better? No? Well, you're taller. Maybe, maybe if you come sit and you stand. Do you want to sit? Oh, anybody have any ideas? I have it. I got it, got it. Okay, let's see, who's tallest? You think you are? What if you stand on here? You got it? 
There's two steps. You, you think you are? Oh, 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 oh. Can you see now? Okay, can you guys see? No? Oh, did I help the wrong person? Oh, darn it. You want to come down? Hmm. The right person is you. You want to stand up here? All right, ready? Okay. Can you see? Oh, on our tippy toes. Okay, but not the right accommodation for you? Oh. Okay, okay, well, what if we move this? Is that a good thing? Okay. Ah, how's that now? Yeah? Oh, you know, Angela's been teaching me that some of our bodies, they need accommodations. Do you know what that means? It means some of us need a little help to be able to be in the community with everybody and hear and see and be comfortable. So I tried some accommodations, but I don't think they were the right ones. But thank you for helping me know that. If you didn't tell me yes or no, I wouldn't know. Should we pray that God keeps bringing us together to find the right solutions? Let's pray. All right, you can sit or stand wherever you like. Thank you, God, for this morning, for these young people, and for the ways that we come together to solve the problems we have. Oh God, we give you thanks for our bodies and for all the amazing things they do. And maybe we can come together and help in some of the things that make it hard. We pray all this and so much more in your name. Amen. Well, friends, I know that church can be hard, so let me take you in the back and get you some things that can help. Let's put these on the side.
like to give us a brief introduction to the scripture. Our first reading is from Exodus, the second book of the Hebrew Bible, where we hear countless stories about God's people and God's steadfast love. It's the story of God calling Moses, where we learn that Moses is disabled and where God, rather than ridiculing their beloved, makes the calling accessible by accommodating Moses' needs through his brother Aaron. Our second reading, the lectionary text for today, is a passage from the gospel attributed to John, where following the resurrection, Jesus appears to his disciples. It's a familiar story, included only in John's gospel, of doubting Thomas, where Didymus Thomas, called the twin, says he will not believe Jesus is alive unless he can see and touch the risen Lord. I invite you to listen carefully as Jesus compassionately responds to Thomas's feelings, noticing how Jesus, even in resurrected form, is divinely disabled. Let us listen as Robin reads for us. Good morning, church. My name is Robin Seyfried. Please rise in body or in spirit for the reading of the scripture. The first scripture lesson today is a reading from Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 16 in the Common English Bible version. But Moses said to the Lord, My Lord, I've never been able to speak well, not yesterday, not the day before, and certainly not now since you've been talking to your servant. I have a slow mouth and a thick tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gives people the ability to speak? Who's responsible for making them unable to speak or hard of hearing, sighted or blind? Isn't it I, the Lord? Now go, I'll help you speak, and I'll teach you what you should say. But Moses said, Please, my Lord, just send someone else. Then the Lord got angry at Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak very well. He's on his way out to meet you now, and he's looking forward to seeing you. Speak to him and tell him what he's supposed to say. I'll help both of you speak, and I'll teach both of you what to do. Aaron will speak for you to the people. He'll be a spokesperson for you, and you will be like God for him. The second scripture lesson today is a reading from the Gospel according to John chapter 30, excuse me, 20, verses 19 through 31. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, 
they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. Thomas, the one called Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief. Believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus replied, Do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his disciples' presence, signs that aren't recorded in this scroll. But these things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing, you will have life in his name. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing the hymn of preparation.
seated. Let us pray. God of all bodies, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, our refuge and our strength. Amen. You have perhaps heard uh, that scripture of doubting Thomas many times, the one who needed proof. Or maybe it's a story that you know, but whose text you haven't spent much time with. Countless sermons have been given about Thomas's doubt, instructing us with platitudes that faith is about believing, not seeing. Yet such a response ignores the radicality of this passage. Because the truth is, friends, Thomas's doubt shines light on the most promising verse we have for disability justice. We have to ask ourselves the question, why does the resurrected Jesus still have wounds? Did you catch that the first time? How Jesus tells Thomas to put his finger on his wounds and to put his hand into Jesus' side? Jesus doesn't just have the scars of crucifixion, but is actually still disabled in his most sacred resurrected form. Why? When someone dies, we try to offer comfort by saying they're in a better place. And in our resurrection faith of hope and abundance, we believe that but we usually follow it up with something like, they're not in pain anymore, or he's dancing in heaven. You see, we have this picture of a normal embodiment, and we imagine our loved ones in that peak perfect form. We look to Jesus as a model for our living, so we might expect him to also be a model for our resurrection. Why then is the resurrected Jesus disabled? Given the demographics of our aging community, many, if not most of us, live with some form of disability. According to the CDC, one in four people is disabled, with as many as 80% of those having an invisible disability. Society teaches us to view disability as something negative to be avoided at all costs. So perhaps you do not view the changes in your body you experience with age or the challenges you've experienced throughout your lifetime as a disability. The way we each identify is entirely up to us. But I encourage us today to consider a new perspective, seeing disability as yet another beautiful facet of God's abundantly diverse creation, and noticing how you and I and everyone we meet are created in the image of the divine. This passage with Thomas and D Jesus, the disabled God, fascinates me because friends, our God loves bodies, 
Our God feeds bodies, washes bodies, loves and is loved by bodies. And yes, our God even had a body. Through Jesus, our God knows what it's like to have a body, which necessarily means that our God knows what it is like to have aches and pains, to hunger and thirst, to have desires and needs. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus attending to and caring for bodies, not perfect bodies, all bodies. So far from seeing Thomas as an infamous doubting figure, I see him as a proclaimer of abundantly good news. Because Thomas, in his wisdom, wants to see Jesus in his complex, disabled embodiment. We'd like to think of the resurrected Jesus as shiny and new, without wounds, or certainly not ones deep enough to put your hand into. But our God didn't rise in a perfect body. Jesus rose in a disabled body, marked by the trauma of empirical execution. And nevertheless, our God loved, was accepted, belonged. Some people in the disability community use the term body-mind as a tangible way to push back against Euro-Christian insistence that our minds are somehow more important, more rational, more respectable than our bodies. In my embodiment and my ministry, I use the term body-mind-spirit as a purposeful reminder of interconnection and love. Because friends, we are already holy and whole in all of our complicated fullness, not in spite of it. Disabled body-mind spirits, like able-bodied ones, are abundantly good. We are made in the image of God, are profoundly loved, and do not need to be cured. Jesus stood alongside disabled and otherwise marginalized people throughout his ministry. And in his disabled resurrected form was accepted by his friends. We likewise do not need to problematize disabled bodies or hold them up as inspiration. No friends. We worship the disabled divine and are called to nurture belonging, intentionally making our community accessible so that beloved disabled people are not just welcome and invited, but are actually integral parts of who we are, who are missed when absent. 10 years ago, one of our longtime congregants saw a gap in our ministry offerings and stepped up to fill the need by creating a support group for people with disabilities. Leading with compassion, this disabled beloved faithfully facilitated meetings for a decade, creating a community of reciprocal care where members could share experiences and advice 
in a space free from the judgment of our disability-fearing society. This group of disabled children of God are holy and whole and deserve to be known, befriended, needed, and loved. Beloved ones, disabled bodies are not the problem. Not for Jesus, and not now. The problem is society, which consistently disables us by perpetuating barriers to inclusion. The problem is the institutional failure to provide access, too often viewing accommodations as unimportant, or too expensive, or unfair to those who don't need them. In our reading from the Hebrew Bible this morning, we see God accommodating Moses. Moses, with his disability of speech, expresses his own internalized ableism. Wondering who he is to go to Pharaoh and worrying how anyone will listen to his message without judgment. But instead of criticizing his body or his hesitation, God pauses, reminds him that he too is created in the image of the divine and provides Moses with an accommodation. God offers Moses a disability ally. And here, Moses leads as the one who knows his body, mind, spirit best, accepting his brother's help so that his work for liberation can be sustainable. After all, God does, in fact, provide accommodations for humanity throughout Scripture and continues to do so for us today. Throughout these stories, unlikely messengers are chosen, communities care for their most vulnerable, structures of power and oppression are toppled. Jesus heals by restoring disabled people to their community respecting their personhood along the way. The autism pastor, Lamar Hardwick, poetically reminds us that even trees are God's accommodation for humanity's need for oxygen. Now each year, the United Methodist Church encourages congregations to have a Disability Awareness Sunday as a reminder that we are called to be in ministry with not to, but with all of God's children in our bountiful diversity of abilities and needs. Today, we are invited to nurture belonging for all beloveds, taking tangible action to remove barriers. Whether we are the elderly member who now has trouble hearing, the child diagnosed with a developmental disability, the congregant navigating mental illness, the parent using a mobility aid, or the person whose disability is invisible. This day is a call to action so that all can fully participate in the life of the church. Ableism, discrimination against and the exclusion of disabled people, is the one ism that intersects all others and must be intentionally rejected if we mean it when we say 
all our beloved belong and welcome here. Scholar Amy Kenny tells us that goodness happens when betweenness is restored. Goodness happens when betweenness is restored. How might we restore betweenness, friends, with disabled siblings here at EUMC and in our wider community? We restore betweenness when we invite folks to rise in body or spirit without judging or staring if they remain physically seated. We restore a relationship with when children, the music of God, can play and make noise among us without being silenced. We nurture belonging when we catch ourselves in our ableism, choosing to stop using disability as a metaphor and intentionally avoiding slang terms like crazy, idiotic, or lame. We foster acceptance when we meet people where they are. We bring about goodness when we ask people their stories and believe them, knowing that many disabilities are invisible and that many among us do not look sick. Beloveds, no body, mind, spirit can be left behind. Only together can we accomplish the revolution we require. Your liberation is tied up with mine, and I cannot flourish unless you flourish too. Removing barriers to inclusion and improving accessibility is in all of our hands. So let us reach out, remembering that all body, mind, spirits are unique and essential. Let us speak up, knowing that all people have strengths and needs that must be met. Let us build community, for we are powerful, not despite the complexities of our bodies, but because of them. Let us look for ways to accommodate all people, for we are holy, whole, and boundlessly loved. In the name of the disabled God who is consistently drawing us close, may it be so. Amen.
to pray with me, however is comfortable for you to pray. O holy God, we, your people, gather to give you praise and honor for all that you are and all that we are with you. O God, this day as a ripple, we start from within and reach out in our prayers. Lord, we lift ourselves and present ourselves to you. God, help us to see ourselves with your eyes, beloved, just as you made us. God, today we give to you and place at your feet our fears, our worries, our anxieties, and our pain. Lord, you know too well the things that keep us down. Restore our body, mind, spirit, just as you have been restored in the resurrection. Oh God, as we reach out, we lift to you, you the prayers of our community today. Oh God, we pray for those who are needing extra love and care today, who are needing medical assistance and caregiving for those who give the caregiving. Oh God, we lift to you all these names on our prayer list and those that we hold deep in our hearts. Oh God, be with these, your beloveds. May they know that you walk beside us and promise to never leave. And may you strengthen those around them for the moments they need extra love and care. Oh God, we pray this day for our entire community, for our state, for our country, and God, for our world. Be with our leaders as they strive to make decisions that bring life to all people, safety to all people, and compassion to all people, that we may live as your beloved community. Oh God, help rise up leaders among us whom you have given the gifts of listening, of compassion, of seeing and help us treat these leaders and prophets, God, with respect that we may hear them and to see and reflect just as Moses did your words. Oh God, we lift all of these prayers and more on our hearts to you as we, your people, come together in that ancient prayer you taught us so long ago. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us from times of trial, and deliver us from evil. For thy kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Invite us now into a time of giving. 
Our offering today will be split between the Disabilities Ministry Committee of the Pacific Northwest Annual Conference and meeting the accessibility needs of our congregation. The offering plate will be passed in the sanctuary and you may always give online at edmondsumc.org forward slash give or by mailing checks to the church at 828 Casper Street, Edmonds, Washington, 98020. Let us give with joy and with generous hearts. God, 
We come to you as your children with our many different needs and abilities. Use our offerings this day to improve our accessibility and nurture belonging for all your beloveds. Move us to act, changing our structures and attitudes alike so that all people can live fully into the life of your church. In the name of our resurrected Lord, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We have a few announcements for you today. First, we have been working to decolonize our library, going through the books and weeding out things that are homophobic, racist, otherwise do not align with our values. So we have compiled a, books, a list of books we would like to add to the library, and in partnership with the Edmonds Bookshop, we have created a wish list. We invite you to purchase books from the Edmonds Bookshop to donate to our library. And you can find this wish list at the QR code on your screen or the link uh, in your bulletin. Next, we are continuing our Aging Well with Positivity and Planning series today. So whether you signed up or not, we invite you to join in the Wesley Room after this service. Next week, we hope to see you all back here, same time, same place, for our youth service. Our young people have been working very hard preparing scriptures and messages and many surprises for you. So you'll want to come um, and worship God together next week with our youth as leaders. Uh, there will be a bit of a fundraiser. Many of our youth are preparing for some summer opportunities. You may know every four years our denomination gathers, and generally the year before General Conference our youth gather. So the gathering this year of youth from around our world is in Daytona, Florida. We're also planning some local trips to Yakima Nation as well as to Portland. And so um, we'll have a breakfast taco between services because again, we have Aging Well next week. And so if you'd like to support our youth in their exploration of their faith and who they are, uh, please feel free to help us with those fundraisers. Next we have David. Good morning. morning. Uh, I want to invite you all uh, to a concert that's going to be here in this, our sanctuary in a couple of weeks uh, and also um, introduce, I suppose, this new ensemble, this new choral ensemble that I'm starting. Uh, uh, it's called Evergreen Ensemble. It's primarily a professional choral ensemble. Uh, some of you may or may not know that in addition to the work that I do here, I sing in a number of choirs here in the, in the Pacific Northwest region. And, been able to meet and work with a lot of really wonderful musicians. Uh, and part of the dream, I suppose, of this ensemble is kind of to realize the opportunity to get to bring those folks here, work with me, um, work together in a professional group, include some of our singers from our uh, chancel choir as well, and then present a concert that kind of serves the work that I also do here at the church as well. So these colleagues of mine will come and rehearse uh, starting next week or a week from Monday, I should say. We'll uh, present a concert here on Saturday, April 29th at 7 p.m. in the evening. Uh, we'll also invite that choir to join and sing and lead in our worship service on April 30th, which is our Earth Sunday service. Um, and then also we'll be presenting the concert in Seattle at 3 p.m. 
uh, at Trinity Parish. Uh, it's really a wonderful opportunity, I think, to support the local artist community that exists here in the, in the area. Um, and also the portion of the proceeds of the ticket sales are going to go directly to our advocacy group for climate awareness and, uh, and, and um, our Earth Day theme that's going on alongside that to help support that work as well. There's more information on the church website if you follow the link uh, that's on the homepage. There's a website listed in your bulletin as well as on the screens and on numerous flyers I've placed around the narthex and, uh, and the area. You can go find more information there and purchase tickets. If you are interested in coming and you are able to purchase your tickets in advance, it's a great help for us to know who's coming and how to plan for that. Um, and I really hope it's something you support. It's something that's very dear to me uh, and that I think will be a wonderful musical experience. So. Thank you. Very exciting, for sure. Hi, I'm going to pretend that was welcome applause for me. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I am here with a personal invitation for all of you ladies and all of your friends and everyone who identifies as female to join our upcoming women's retreat. The retreat is the first weekend in May, but registration ends soon. So camp wants final numbers by the night of April 23rd. So registration is open only until April 23rd. Um, it's gonna be an amazing weekend. Our original keynote speaker had to step down and Pastor Donna very enthusiastically stepped up. So she is going to be guiding us as we explore ideas about gratitude. Um, many of you have told me you intend to come and you haven't registered yet. And many of you are listed as roommate requests for people who have registered and your friends really want you there, so be sure to register. We have no private bathrooms left, but we do have the option of private bedrooms with shared baths down the hall. And of course there are options for shared rooms and those of you who people want a room with, you gotta get in on those rooms. So let me know if you have any questions, you can register. Um, there's a link on our church website. So I hope we'll see you all there. Agreed. Even if you can only make it part of the time, come join us. And our last announcement is from Song. She's one of our leaders of our scout troops that meet here weekly to talk a little bit about something for them. I don't feel comfortable standing up here. I feel like, oh, I don't belong here. But anyway, thank you so much for allowing me to come here today and talk about the troops, uh, 319 and 312. Uh, we meet uh, downstairs on Mondays uh, on a regular basis. Um, and we are doing a um, fundraising this time for uh, Mother's Day. Uh, we are uh, selling flowers, and the fund that we raise will uh, go towards the scholarship of the uh, scouts who may not be able to pay the membership. So um, I'm just here to represent the troops 312, uh, 319. The scouts are not here because they are at a camping trip this weekend, <laughs> and some other, they have a very busy life. <laughs> So anyway, and again, thank you so much for the message and um, you know, very meaningful for me because I work at the Department of uh, Veterans Affairs with uh, veterans with disabilities. But anyway, this is my second time listening, but thank you so much. Thank you.
Friends, please take home those bul- And you can read more announcements or get those details or check them out online. I invite you now for us to close our worship by rising and joining in our uh, closing hymn. sound for playing with us and been a joy practicing with them. <laughs> Siblings in Christ, let us give thanks and rejoice. God loves all of God's children. Our body, mind, spirits are holy and whole, necessary and abundantly good. May we make our spaces warm welcoming and inclusive. Go in peace to love and serve one another. Amen. Amen. Okay.